All right. Oh. All right. You ready to fire this thing up? Sure. Rock and roll, baby. No, you've been recording. <laughs> For five minutes now. <laughs> I didn't see that. That was, a, that was a hell of a weird cold open. Okay. All right. Levels, levels. Takes. <laughs> levels, levels. So uh, this week, Apple suggested some movies I may want to rent. Um, one of them <laughs> was a, was American Underdog. Dude, we have covered this many, many times already. That movie is terrible. Well, I went I went and looked at the page in, in iTunes, and according to Apple, it has a Rotten Tomato score of 75%. Well, that sounds about right. It's 75% rotten. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Wayne Johnson and Todd Friends where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Um, uh, not too bad. Um, I will say uh, before the show, uh, I was running behind. I had to make sure the dogs were fed, and uh, I... I used our our pizza oven that we our outdoor gas fired pizza oven that we have, which is marvelous, and uh, made a pizza, ate it really quick, uh, and now I'm sitting here, and I was a little iffy about the mozzarella I used on it, and now I'm sitting here, and and I'm thinking either I ate this too fast or I should have been more iffy about the mozzarella. So let's we'll see we'll see we'll see how the show goes. This. <laughs> Maybe we need to put all of my stuff up front and then just have you respond later, but we'll see. If there's a, if there's a big, huge gap in the middle of this, it'd be mostly like any other show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did it really, did Apple really serve you up American underdog? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, here's movies you might like. Well, once again, Either Apple is really bad at this or it's really good because uh, Apple doesn't track us. Uh, if it tracked me, <laughs> it would know not to give me that. So, uh, you know what? Good for them. <laughs> oh, so Amy gave me Amy. Amy walks over in the kitchen and slaps five dollars down on the table. On Monday. I'm like, what? What's? Okay, what's what's this for? Oh, that's the down payment for the uh, Todd's Tech Corner tech support that you guys gave me on the RFP this week. She's working on a she's working a little project on a technology project at work, and we weighed in a little bit. I'm not sure that she got five dollars worth of advice between the two of us. So I said, "Sweetie, I'm not sure that we gave you five dollars worth of advice." between the two of us. And she said, oh, wow, you absolutely did not. But I'm planning on tapping it several more times. And in total, over the course of about six weeks, I figured to get $5 worth of work out of you too. Cool. So you're saying that talking to Todd is now on a retainer for Todd's Tech Corner? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, uh, sure. There we go. Yeah. We work, we work cheap. And that, 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 that also quadrupled our revenues for the year. So, <laughs> yay. What else? Did, it seems like Amy sent us something else. Oh, Aikman. Eh, whatever. That was the other thing that Amy sent over was Troy Aikman um, joining ESPN. Is this a story that we care about? Uh, it's amazing how little I care about football right now. So, <laughs> and you should be all excited. Your, your team has a new coach. Nope. Yeah. Every story is, Hey, the coach has got a plan. They always have a plan. Hey, here's a press conference. They always have a press conference. 
it's been this way for for a while uh, at some point uh, all you're peddling is hope and uh you know what just uh tell you what why don't you just uh i don't know win a couple of games uh yeah this point yeah yeah that's that's well, no and, good <laughs> you know normally it's the same tired stuff but the names change you go to chicago the names didn't even change it's still matt and ryan running the show it's just a different matt and a different ryan jesus well the mccaskies are a little little tight with money so they didn't have to change the nameplates on the doors <laughs> ryan pace nick Foles, ryan poles close enough whatever it, you know what look you're not going to be here long enough for it to matter so you know whatever should I be concerned that my nameplate is a chalkboard? No, no, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. You are you are renting, right? Just, just want to check. <laughs> Said it before, and I'll say it again. Every head coaching position in the NFL is a temporary position. Every one of them. Well, I mean, on, unless on you're Belichick, on an infinite time scale, everything is temporary. It's, yeah, <laughs> I mean. Then again, we're all day to day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dan. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Puts the biscuit in the basket. The okay, so we'll get to that in a second because I'm not sure that whether or not that phrase is trademarked, but that's important to know. Did you have did you have any other feedback from last show? I did I did not. Okay. Um I had I had an exchange. I had one uh, exchange with Doug of the idiot toddlers a couple of weeks ago, Dan, his, they do this grind my gears. What, what honks you off? What frustrates you? And the thing that frustrated Dan that was grinding his gears was announcers at basketball games that are over the top and really annoying and announce things that don't need to be announced. Yeah. I submitted the official, particularly high school games, I submitted the official guidelines for what announcers are supposed to say and what they aren't supposed to say. And these come from the National Federation that governs high school athletics, sent it into Dan. And then last night, I went down and watched girls' state basketball. And the guy that was doing the announcing when Susie Smith hits a three, it's Susie Smith for three. At which point I texted Doug because if Dan was there, he would have he would have lost his. Oh my God, was it annoying? It. I understand why that grinds Dan's gears, and I was ground to a pulp after last night. The announcer, one minute, one minute remaining in the quarter. We don't do that in high school basketball. And it makes it really, really difficult for anybody to enforce those rules in every other high school in the state when they do that at the state tournament. It's really frustrating. So I had that exchange with Doug. Doug was laughing at me the entire time over text. Um, but a little uh, back and forth there with Doug. I'm I'm just going to throw this out. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe maybe this is an attempt to sort of make the game more fun, involve people, right? Like, you yeah. Know, so here's my thought: you should take that and run with it, and that should be your call next year as the referee for three sploosh. Like, just do that after every made three. <laughs> Or shot goes up, hand goes up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Thanks, Hawk. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I, if I leave the gym and nobody knows who I was or that I was there, I've had a good night. I just assume, you know, a non-controversial night and not call attention to myself. That's a good night. <laughs> Yeah, none of this is happening. It's all it's fun. It's it's funny to laugh about. Although, yes. The greatest 
and this wasn't even controversial, the greatest call in NFL history was when the guy gave the gave a personal foul for giving him the business. He was in the pile, giving him the business. (laughs) 15 yards. I don't think that's in the book. Yeah, but it's a foul. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, classic. Uh, How about follow up? Do we have stuff there? Um, we do. Yeah. So I was, um, so I was listening to, I was listening back to last week's show and I was taking notes and apparently, uh, I was, I was like, I'll just take some quick notes because by the time we get around to recording, I'll remember exactly what both I was thinking. And this was in reference to preparing for the show, preparing. Um, I looked at my notes and went, I don't know what this is in reference to, and I don't know what my note is, but we're going to, I'm going to give you, I'm going to, let's, some of these I know, I'm going to take a run at it. I wrote down, there was a discussion that we were having, and here's my note. Maybe we're going to play, guess what Todd was talking, guess what Todd was listening to when he wrote this note. At some point, oh, I know exactly what it was. Now we go. It was your refereeing story. You gave you gave a girl you gave a girl a technical for ball fake to the face. I mean, yes. she didn't she didn't hit she didn't hit the girl the oppo- the opponent with the ball. But she and you were you were like ah is that a technical I don't mm, yeah that is I think the argument would have been anybody who grew up with siblings would know the counter to that technical is I'm not touching her I'm not touching her. <laughs> I'm not touching her. I'm not touching her. <laughs> there's there's no defense to that defense. Once you hear that defense, you're like, well, yeah, but I get yeah, on your side fine. of the car. Get on your side of the car, but I'm not touching her. You know what? Don't make me pull this game over. Hey. <laughs> I will turn this game around. <laughs> um, no, wait, no, no, wait. <laughs> yeah, that's, that doesn't sound right. Nope. No. When you introduced the segment about Jawan Howard, you said, do we even need to talk about this? And then we did a full 10 minutes on something that we didn't need to talk about. So he was um, really an idiot last week. He earned that nomination. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one, I realized we missed, we missed a, uh, we missed a, a potential title for last week that wasn't in this, in our, in the, list of titles we could have used, which was how bad could this really be? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Missed opportunity there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I still like Kevin versus the mouse. That's pretty good though. I mean, yeah, again, the, how bad one may not have won, but you know, definitely should have made the nomination list. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, it would have come in an Eli spot. (laughs) Thanks, Eli. God, we're twelve. We're twelve. Okay. Anyway, that was a follow-up. Toddlers, if if you haven't caught on, this is in reference to Eli giving the double bird. So anytime we say thanks, Eli, one or the other of us or is both. giving the other. Yeah, at least. Yeah, the double bird. Both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the magic of technology. Oh. Uh, we got, I got, I don't know why they didn't include you on this, but Greg and Sherry texted me a series of photos. I wonder what the easiest way to show these to you is. I sure wish I could share my screen in this. If, if only that technology existed to do a video call and share a Oh God, that's work. Yeah, forgot. No, we're not. No, we're not doing that. Okay, magic of technology. Here we go. All right. Okay, so from Sherry, I wanted to know if talking to Todd had a helpline feature. I need some help deciphering these directions for putting on my new laptop skin. By the way, I'm just going to say here at here at uh, talking to Todd, I'm against skinning laptops. Um, I, they should be protected. You should use faux laptop skin and not actual laptop. Oh, sorry. I misread that. Please continue. Step one, and I'm reading these verbatim. P- 
paste kneaded before the cloth notebook shall wipe clean. <laughs> Step two, determine the location of the same paste. <laughs> Step three, put a bright opening of the iceberg, the beginning of paste. <laughs> Step four, on the right side to left side, because apparently that's important. On the right side to left side, put their hands to prevent or heal rags. Have a bubble until paste end. <laughs> Step five. Film will be cut off part of the surplus. The need to resist cutting when the knife edge of the notebook in order to ensure smooth. It's important that you ensure smooth, Todd. <laughs> Step six. Success hole. <laughs> Made in China. Then at the bottom it says made in China. And I and I don't think I don't think we needed that part. I think So my first reaction was success whole. Clearly this means that only Bobby or Brett Hole are able to decipher and install the laptop skin. Ah. <laughs> uh. Sherry was confused about the iceberg. And I said it was a conundrum of t- Titanic proportion. <laughs> There's part of me when I, I was like, this sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure some of this is almost verbatim dialogue from Star Trek, the next generation episode, Darmok from season five, <laughs> Shaka, when the walls fell, success, hull. <laughs> wow. Um, Put a bright opening of the iceberg. What? <laughs> Oh, the beginning Lord. of paste. Yeah. Yeah. That may not have made it through Google Translate as well as they'd hoped. I'm not sure they cared. They got their $3. Yeah. Wow. Oh. My the fun, I'm guessing that the thing is if it doesn't apply correctly and you then, you know, message for tech support. Did you follow the directions? How could I? Yes. Well, if you didn't, you voided the <laughs> warranty. Did you do the step around the same paste in the iceberg? What? <laughs> you voided it. Oh, so there was that little contribution. I, I sure hope that these uh, helpful instructions that we've provided you, the deciphering, helpful deciphering that we provided you here, aids in your ability to put the bright opening of the iceberg. Aye, aye, aye. Hull. Success. Show title. <laughs> oh, so there's that. Okay, so that was Tech Corner. The other, the technical corner we've already covered because I wrote for three. Uh, how about, um, okay, so do you want idiots first or do you want main topics? Let's, uh, let's go through, let's go through a couple of idiots. Um, okay. This one, I was, I was struggling. This could have been what I learned this week, um, or it could be idiots. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out as a what I learned that then moves into idiots. The idiot is is Dennis Miller. What I learned is, do you know that up until the last day or two, Dennis Miller still had a TV show that was airing. What? Yes. Yes. Nope. Yep, he did. Do you wanna do you wanna take a guess what network Dennis Miller what show was airing in the United States? Is there any chance it was on A and E? Nope. Nope. Because based on based on last week's story, I was guessing A and E. That's a um, good guess, but uh, uh he, yeah. Newsmax? You're getting warmer. OAN. You're getting warmer. Is he on Fox News? RT America. Oh, sweet Lord. Really? Yeah, up until this week, Dennis Miller had a show that was being paid for by the Russian government through their support of RT America. And apparently, his production company has decided to end that for. I don't know. Any reasons? Yes. 
Do you, <sighs> toddlers, you can't see me. I'm just holding my head in my hands. I, I just, I can't even. I'm surprised Sweet you. Lord. I'm surprised you didn't. You hadn't found that as part of your regular channels. So, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I watch so much RT. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. I learned that Dennis Miller had a TV show up until a couple of days ago, and he's an idiot. Yeah. Um. Let's see. You you have an idiot that says, "Be very careful here." Okay. So. This this is also kind of something that I learned, but this story appeared in City View this week, published, oh, published today. Winning may not be normal, but winning copyright infringement cases apparently is. Administrators at several central Iowa school districts have been settling potential lawsuits for up to $15,000 per incident. Because, according to Janelle Freeman of Jester Insurance Services in Des Moines, which provides coverage for public schools in Iowa, roughly 50% of their members receive notice of copyright infringement letters from a Dr. Keith Bell, who wrote a book back in the 1980s. And I'm not going to say the title of the book, because the title of the book is copyrighted. And so anytime anyone uses the title of the book, like in a tweet to encourage your sports team, you get a cease and desist letter from this author and a demand for monetary damages. Three tweets and a retweet cost the Rosemont Egan Apple Valley, Minnesota school district $40,000. The title of the book, which I'm not going to say, (laughs) which is why I wrote, be very careful here, because we don't have $15,000, is a registered trademark. And this is the letter that goes out from this author. The use in print, electronic, or any other way of this material, in part or in whole, requires express written permission from the author. Attribution alone is not a substitute for the permission. Please pay me my $15,000. Which immediately, so A, I think this is really, really, really slimy. Yes. And two, I see a talking to Todd business opportunity. (laughs) We need to write a book. And I was thinking that perhaps the title of the book and the entire thing would be based around failure is always an option. We say that every show. We've been saying it. We just need to go trademark it, unfortunately. We're not the first person to come up with this. It's actually... There's a lot of attribution to Adam Savage of Mythbusters (laughs) saying that regularly. So even he's he's, he's the first one we go after. (laughs) Adam, we're coming for you, man. You seem like a very nice guy. I love the show. Uh, Really enjoy your YouTube channel now, actually. I think it's great, Uh, but you're going to need to you're going to need to pay us. Uh, And. And one of the athletic administrators in an email to City View said, basically, he waits for you to post his trademark or photos and then attacks. According to Freeman, even a post on a coach's personal Facebook or Twitter account can adversely affect a school district, especially if followers are team members, students, and colleagues. This idiot. Seriously. Okay. So I'm going to be one of those people. While you've been talking, I've been Googling. This is the entire extent of my Aaron Rodgers research. Okay. You did your own. Okay. I did my own. However, I Googled two things. Number one, can you copyright the title of a book? Basically, everything that comes back from an author's guild, from intellectual law practices, all say uh, copyright law says you cannot copyright short phrases. No, you cannot copyright the the title of a book. You could be able to copyright a series of books, but not a single phrase. It does say, however, you can register for a trademark. Oh, okay. So the next thing I say is, can you register a trademark for the title of a book? And under the Authors Guild website, the law is clear. You cannot trademark an individual book title. 
So I'm not, I mean, I get the whole thing. He is asking for just enough money to make it that if you had to get a lawyer involved, they would, you would spend more money for a lawyer to defend it than it is, than it costs to give. On the other hand, if you're putting demand letters for things that you aren't entitled to and threatening further legal action against a public entity, boy, doesn't that, isn't that sort of, um, what's the word? Uh, if, uh, what's, what's the word for that? Uh, tr- Trumpian. <laughs> I, I was going to go with extortion. <laughs> okay. Well, um, you know what? I was going to skip this one, but you know what? As long as we're going down the rat hole of uh, crappy stuff happening to uh, people in public, um, here's another idiot. Hey, it turns out in the state that you live in, people can steal your house without you knowing about it. <laughs> Is this the Marshalltown lady? Yeah. Yeah. Um Apparently, Iowa is one of the states that has a quiet title law that uh, a person can basically file a piece of paper that says that they own your house now. And if they say that they can't, that they have a claim on your house. And if they tell a judge, I did everything, I couldn't find them, all they have to do is publish a notice in the local newspaper. And if you don't respond within a certain amount of time, uh, the judge can award your entire house to the person who filed a claim without you ever actually knowing about it. So, so there's that. Um, and apparently there's somebody in Marshalltown, Iowa, who uh, is <laughs> making a pretty good living going around collecting houses. Just scooping up semi-abandoned property after the derecho and tornado ripped through Marshalltown. Yeah. Uh, she claims to have some sort of standing because she's purchased the um, property tax that is in arrears. She's purchased the rights to pay off the property tax that is in arrears. So for the low, low price of pennies on the dollar for the value of the property, she becomes the owner. Yeah. And she's done this like 90 times. It's her thing. So good law there. That's a, that's yeah. a, it's a heck of a law you got there. Um, well, it's, as was referenced earlier in the show, it's only the tip of the iceberg, but <laughs> other podcast. All right. Um, let's see. Main topics. Oh, I would like to register a complaint. <clears throat> okay. That's the title, not me. Uh, but I saw, I saw an article that's, that's right up our alley. Uh, it turns out that somebody did a freedom of information request to the FCC to find out how many, not if, but how many complaints were filed over the Super Bowl halftime show, because it turns out people file complaints (laughs) over the Super Bowl halftime show. Do you want to guess how many complaints so far have been filed to the FCC over the uh, the this year's Super Bowl halftime show? Just this year. Just this year. America's favorite game. Dwayne picks a number. Um, 75? Oh, okay. All right. You're in the ballpark. 30, only, there have been 33 complaints filed so far. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Now, to give you a comparison, there's going to be a running thing here about what people complain about, which is becomes fairly obvious. Um, There was a lot of concern because there was going to be a lot of hip hop artists and, you know, they have. They can have challenging material. You would think that that's what it would be. Um, Yeah. No. A number of the complaints. Uh sexual content of grown hip hop and rap singers grabbing their groin and genitals. So offensive to children, the elderly and families. Um, everybody was more concerned about, uh, not everybody. Most of the complaints were concerned about the, uh, about the dancers rather than the, uh, the music that holds because in what? 
2019, J Lo and Shakira performed. If you oh, remember yeah. that one, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> that one. Oh, yeah. One thousand three hundred and twelve complaints were filed to the FCC. Well, that's because between the two of them, they didn't have one outfit on. Yes, yes. Um, if I re- if I'm remembering correctly, and I do believe that I am. Yes. Um, and as a matter of fact, yeah. So here, most of the ones this year, uh, most of the complaints were lodged. The FCC had to do with the backup dancers who were most prominently featured during a surprise appearance by 50 cent. Somebody else even got more complaints. (laughs) This is hilarious. Sorry. So JLo and Shakira must've been 2020, 2019 maroon five got more complaints than this year's Super Bowl. Well, because there were nipples broadcast on live TV. I mean, they were male. Most of them centered that Adam Levine took off his shirt. And Uh that shouldn't be aired. So there you go. We're I'm pretty sure that the complaint around here was that he didn't take enough off. Dear FCC, <laughs> low, I have to write this complaint. However, <laughs> there were far too much pants in my Super Bowl. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Um, yeah, I would have. And that, that complaint wasn't coming from my side of the couch. It was coming from the other <laughs> side of the couch. Just want to, I just want to make sure that not that there's anything wrong with that. That's fine. But I just. I just think this is why we need to never go to DraftKings again, because if we would have taken a DraftKings bet, like an over under thing on um, complaint, who has the most complaints about their halftime show? Maroon five (laughs) or Dre, Snoop, Eminem, 50 Cent, Kendrick. I know which way we would have bet. I know which way. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm yep. all in. I'm all in. And we would have lost. All $11 that we have left. Where are we at? Oh, what we're watching. Hey, mine's quick. Yeah. I was supposed to, I was supposed to talk, this, uh, talk about this last week. Uh, we, we, we finally caught up and we finished watching Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we watched a couple of episodes and then Lisa's like, why don't we just let it all catch up? And so we caught it. So we just we got caught up and we watched it all. Um, went in a way in a, in, in a couple of directions. I didn't, I didn't see coming. Um, it was good. Um, basically turned into the Mandalorian. I mean, it does make sense as to why that was within that slot. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Um, yeah. Boba Fett. Um, there you go. How about you? Free guy, Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Free Guy hit Disney Plus this week. So we watched that. Uh, it's the second time I've seen it. Laughed just as hard the second time. If you have not seen Free Guy, highly recommend. There are also a couple of extras. If you go to the go to the Free Guy page on Disney Plus, on your Apple TV, on Apple TV, on Apple TV, on Apple TV, the... Um, Go to the extras. There's one that's about the making of the fight scene between Guy and Dude, which is the big version of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Uh, there's there's a couple of longer ones. There's a couple of deleted scenes as well that are in the extras. Make sure you watch the extras. The extras are really good. Yep. By the way, really weird because I was looking through some stuff. Um, I don't even understand how licensing works anymore. It is available on the same day now. It's available on Disney Plus and HBO Max. Really? I was in HBO. I was in HBO Max, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, free guy, huh? Well, we we rented it, but oh, that's interesting." And then I left HBO Max, and then I went over to Disney Plus. Hey, free guy. Wait, what? Isn't this the sign that I figured out the Matrix? There's a glitch. Like, wait, free guy everywhere? <laughs> no, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is friggin' everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I also watched The King's Man so that you don't have to. I've heard a lot about it. 
and what I would say is, I, I'll, from what I've heard, you should really take the time to watch American Underdog before even thinking about watching The King's Man. <laughs> yeah. Thank God I didn't pay any money for this one. And I'm watching thinking, surely it's going to get better. There's a, There's got to be a plot here at some point or some action or a point. Nope. Nope. It did make me want to go back and watch the very first one again. This is a prequel to the other two about like how the agency got started. It's definitely how the series got finished. <laughs> it's the best I've got. Did you learn anything this week? Yeah. So we're going to be taking a trip into this month, next month. We're going to be going to England for a while. I want to go watch an English Premier League game. Actually, I, I was I was wanting to watch I was wanting to watch a championship game, a League One game, and it just turned out I could go to watch a, a Premier uh, game match. So now I got to go buy tickets, and and it's not. So I, I'm gonna go gonna go see a team. It, they're in London. It's not one of the biggies, so I should be able to get tickets. The problem, well, the beginning of my problems. All of the premier teams have implemented, and they've done this for years. Have implemented. Um, they have single game tickets available for sale, but those are only available to members. So you have to buy a membership in order to buy tickets, not a season ticket holder. That's a different thing. You have to be a member, which then lets you buy tickets. And every member can buy one and only one ticket per match. So if I need two tickets and I do, I have to buy two memberships. Fine. I'll buy two memberships. Then they have different, they have it. Oh, do you want the silver? Do you want the gold? Do you want the international? Like international, what is that one? Oh, well, the international, it's pretty good because here's what it does. You can jump the queue for one match and one match only. You get access to tickets before they even go on sale so that if you are planning a trip into, uh, into London months out, we'll let you buy tickets for one match. I want to do that. That's what I want because there's only one that I can go to. Because if I don't get tickets for this, my membership is useless. So I buy two memberships. That took me seven hours to buy two memberships. How could that possibly take seven hours? Well, you click on the site and you go, I want to memberships and it says buy now and you click on it you fill out all the information and then it says continue and then it says here's some more information and then it says continue and then it says ready to submit and you hit submit and then 404 page doesn't exist huh go back and start over yeah so when you submit the membership buy poof gone doesn't exist at all gone Okay, maybe it's because I use Safari and I've got ad tracking turned off. Okay, you know what? I'll go to Chrome. I'll do it all over again. Nope, poof, gone. Okay, all right. So by the time you get all this done, all right, I have to set up. Oh, what they don't tell you is, well, they say you don't need to do this. I then was, okay, I'll go set up a free membership. I'll go set up a free member, a free account first. Set up all of that. Get the email that then says you now have a free account. Then you click on that to confirm your account, and then you can go into that and then go and buy a membership. Okay. Did all that. And then it says you can add a membership to your membership. Click. Fill out the sure. Form, fill out the form. 404. Oh, my God. Oh, are you, are you kidding me? So then I went to the FAQ, and it says, do you have questions? And I said, Here's go to the FAQ. Click 404. No. like You have questions? We have questions. We don't know how web works. <laughs> Oh, sweet Lord. So it took me seven hours. I mean, not constant because I was doing some other stuff, but it took me seven hours to buy, to give them money so that I could give them money, right? The only point of the membership is to make me eligible to give them more money. After I buy that membership, it then says, here's all your benefits. And nowhere does it say anything about you can buy tickets for a match. 
So that took me another day of searching through the website and Googling. And I finally find a page that doesn't seem to be linked anywhere else that says, oh, if you're an international member, here's how to buy your tickets. Fill out this contact form and a member of staff will contact you. Okay. I mean, they're not a huge club. Sure. So I did that on Saturday. It's the end. It's Wednesday. It's now Thursday in London. I've not heard from a member of staff yet. I don't know. Maybe Simon has a couple of days off and he hasn't gotten to his email. I don't know. Um, maybe Nigel's not covering. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on. But then I'm like, well, the match, I find a list that says, here is the match, here are all the matches, and here's when they go on sale for members, for gold members and silver members. The match I want. Okay, three matches go on sale at the same day cool, which happened to be Monday. I'm like, you know what? I'll just, if I can just buy it, I'll just buy it. I don't need to jump the key. I'll just buy it. Go to the ticket page. Three matches are supposed to be for sale. Two of them show up in my list. I can't buy tickets yet because I don't have that level of membership, but they're at least there. The third one that I want to buy tickets for isn't even listed. So I go back to the, when do they go on sale? Oh, they go on sale this time. Cool. And they're not there. Okay. At this point, Lisa texts me because she's on the road. Bought tickets yet? Ah! <laughs> Not helping. Their entire website is a series of one-way roads that ends in dead ends <laughs> that doesn't connect to anything. And all I want to do is give them more money. And they won't take my money. <laughs> I have money. I want to give you money. I paid money for the right to give you money. And you won't take my money. Anyway, web design is hard. In, in the minds of most Americans, this is a perfect metaphor for the colossal waste of time that is European soccer. Okay. All right. You asked for it real quick. <laughs> I left it out. I left it out. But you went there. So the other thing that I watched, I'm going to go back real quick. The other thing I watched, Lisa was gone. Uh, I watched wall-to-wall sports on Sunday. Uh, Way too much. Because Lisa was gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched two nil-nil soccer matches on Sunday. The first one was the final for the Carabo Cup, which is the League Cup in England, which is open to the 72 top the 72 top professional teams in England start in this competition. And this is down to the final two and happening against Liverpool and Chelsea. It was nil, nil after 90. It was, they played an extra 30 minutes and it was nil, nil. And then they went to penalty kicks. And the way you do penalty kicks in soccer is each team gets five. If it's still tied after that, each team gets one and it's sudden death, right? So they converted 21 of the first 22 kicks. Holy cow. It was decided when the, it has to be the people who take your penalty kicks are all the people on the field at the end of the game. All 10 field players for both sides went. The 11th person is your goalkeeper. So Liverpool's goalkeeper comes up, kicks in and makes a penalty kick. Chelsea's goalkeeper comes up, skies it over the net congratulations liverpool wins he was the only person that missed wow what i will say is that match even before the penalty kicks 120 minutes of nil nil soccer was one of the most exciting soccer matches i've ever seen it they were back and forth at least six balls went into the net and then were called off because of offsides or a penalty or like there was all sorts of stuff going on. It was amazing. And you're like this. I just, I want another hour of this. I don't even care if they score. I mean, they're just up and down and it was great. Later in Sunday, I watched Real Salt Lake take on Houston Dynamo for their opening match in MLS. Houston was last was the worst team in the Western Conference last year, and RSL was the was the second best team, but they've got a bunch of turnover. That match was also nil nil. I should have watched paint dry. 
<laughs> because that would have been more interesting so than you're the saying crap that I was subjected to. <laughs> you're saying there are different levels of nil-nil soccer. There was just a lot of kicking the ball around and maybe a little back and forth and <laughs> missing passes. And just at one point, I think they stopped and had orange slices. It was, <laughs> it was terrible. And at the end of the day, I'm thinking, I watched two matches that finished with the exact same score. One of them was one of the greatest matches this year. And the other one was a match <laughs> this year <laughs> that only people who were being paid to watch it should have watched it. So anyway, there you go. That was the other thing I was watching. A lot of scoreless soccer. Anyway, what did you learn this week? So I've talked about the fraternity house that I'm president of the board of, right? Yeah. On Tuesday, I took time off work to go over because... We were having the sprinkler system tested. It's an annual thing that we have to do. Had to go over, meet the sprinkler tester guys. They wander around the house and, you know, check everything. Yep. Those are, yep. Yep. That looks like a sprinkler to me. Um, Punch all the buttons, make sure the alarms go off, blah, blah, blah. Walked into the library, opened the closet in the library where the upstairs furnace is. And smelled gas. I lived in a fraternity house for two years. Trust me, you smell gas all the time. Oh, sorry. You probably mean something else. (laughs) And that's what James said. Oh, it's just me. I had beans last night. Thanks, James. Really helpful. At which point I called Mid-American Energy, who's our gas company. And they said, actually, first I called our HVAC service provider. And they said, uh, you got to call the gas company. And I said, don't you have the equipment to test whether or not there's actual gas leaking? Uh, you got to call the gas company. Fine. So I call the gas company. Gas company says, are there people occupying the building right now? I'm standing right here on the phone. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm looking at it. I'm standing here with Sparky. Um, (laughs) and she says, okay, you need to evacuate the building now and wait outside from a safe distance. I'm like, we've been safe distancing for months now. We got this. She didn't think that was funny. Okay, fine. You need to go outside. So I, we evacuated the house. We stand around outside until the mid-American guy comes, runs his little tester. Beep, 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 beep. There's gas leaking. Duh. So we tag all the furnaces and turn off the gas, tag all the furnaces for where the leaks were coming. And there was actually leaks. There was really, really, really tiny leaks in the basement furnace as well. So nothing that was probably going to blow up, but it's just because it was a closet that was closed and everything, you know, it was kind of accumulating. It's a concentrator. (laughs) Yes. Right. So... Anywho, when the HVAC service provider eventually showed up, the gas valve was fine. There weren't any parts broken. It was just the pipe dope had over the last 11 years corroded. That's what what they call the new guy. The new guy. He's the pipe dope. He's the pipe dope. (laughs) Hey, pipe dope, run run to the car and get the hex wrench. The pipe dope had corroded on the gas line over the last 11 years. How expensive can this be? How many thousand dollars is this going to cost me? Because, I mean, it's just pipe and time, right? Well, they charge per fitting. It's not an hourly charge. Mm. It's a per fitting charge. Ooh. There are seven fittings between the junction and the place where it was leaking on each furnace. (laughs) And the fitting charge was $200 per fitting. So when I said jokingly, how many thousand dollars? The answer is several. I learned I am in the wrong business because it took him about two hours and he made 
well more than I did. Or at least the HVAC company made, made they made good money on, I'm like, why in the world would you build this like this and put so many fittings? It makes zero sense. Why would you set this up this way? He's like, I don't know why they did, but there's seven of them in there. The joys <laughs> of homeownership. Hey guys, uh, congratulations. Uh, winners winding down. No more heat. <laughs> Problem solved. Don't bring that grill inside. I'm serious. <laughs> Do not bring the grill inside. We've talked about this, guys. The, luckily, it was a 65 degree day out. Nobody had any problems standing around outside. They're just whatever. You know, it was it was a good day to be forced out of the house uh, because last week it was like four degrees outside and it was a bad day to lose your heat. There wasn't anybody that was upset about it. And actually, a couple of the guys got out of class because they couldn't be inside the house on their virtual classes because classes anyway it was a day the music is happy boy by kevin mcleod it is copyrighted and we paid for the license you can subscribe to Talking to Todd wherever you get your pods. Just search Talking in the number two. No G, no space. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can tweet us on Facebook. You can leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. And you can check out the Tuba City Home Office. Stop by and see us. Please don't do that. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors. Send us your feedback to feedback at talkingtotod.com. Todd? Hey, so can you explain to me what this this part of the system is? It, it kind of looks like the uh, the pipe goes down and then it kind of goes up and then back and then down and then it keeps going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we call the uh, Keras loop. Keras loop. I mean, on Ragbri, they put a Keras loop in just to it. You don't need it. You you just take it to to add extra distance. What? Why would you call that the Keras loop here? See how many fittings that's got. <laughs> My boat is also called Karis Loop. <laughs> oh, Ragbrise stories. Fantastic. Nice tie-in. We're going to need to clean some of that up next week. We'll be back right here on Talking to Todd. Found gas leak on nipple heads. Why? It's what it says. Guys. Guys, we get HR wants to talk to us. <laughs> Stop giving the pledges nicknames. Dude. <laughs>